What's up, Jazz Nation, man? Welcome to another episode of Duval Against Y'all. I'm your host, Zach. You can find me on Twitter at blind underscore side underscore 73. Uh, you know what this is. It's the go-to Jag show on Towards Tiles Network. Uh, make sure to check our, out their Twitter at Towards the Tiles Titles. Uh, if you like all this content or like to see another stuff, Mark Jaffers and some articles, make sure to check out the website, which is towardsthetiles.com. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, you got to hit that like and subscribe and then hit that notification bell. That way you see all these episodes as they come up. You don't want to never want to miss any of these. Uh, and then make sure to check out the sister network, which is at the CFB Nation on YouTube. That's for your uh, college football new income. And then make sure to check, give us a Apple podcast review also. All right. So for this episode, we're going to be talking, continue our series of uh, rankings. We're, today, we're going to rank the defensive players in the AFC South by their position. And again, like I did a few weeks ago, we're going to start, keep it as non-biased as possible. Um, there's a few rankings that kind of hurts me personally, but we're going to make it through it and see how this goes. All right, so my first, first we're going to start with the de- defensive tackle D-line. So in the AFC South, uh, I think the best defensive tackle is Jeffrey Simmons for Titans. Don't like the Titans. I can't stand the Titans. Um, but he's he's the best defense tackle in that in our division. Um, he does a lot for their team. Uh, he's beyond some of the other ones who are behind him. He's a little more consistent, more likely to have more effective games. Some of them's come and go. He's less injury prone as some of the other guys who are behind him who may seem better, but injuries I do factor in, just like I laid last time. And then again, like I said, I also do rank rookies lower just because we don't know how they're going to be. So, like I said, so Jeffrey Simmons is the number one D tackle. Second, we're going to go with DeForest Buckner. He had a, I mean, for the Colts, um, they did have a down year last year, it seemed. Um, but I think his loss hurt them almost as much or more than Shaq Leonard did um, for the Colts. But it's when he's right, he's one of the best defense tackles in the game. Um, and he's him going down to show that much of a difference it affects the Colts. So he got to be second. But again, that injury's knocked him down. You could probably interchange him and Simmons, but because Simmons is more healthy, I'll put him second. Um, third, I put Grover Stewart, the other Colts defense tackle. Um, I feel like he's up and coming defense tackle. I feel like he's going to be good. I feel soon for the Colts. Um, him and Buckner creating a good duo for them with both run stopping and pass rushing, which is key for this list because there may be some guys who are better pure pass rushers or better pure run stuffers than them but we're got doing as a whole because otherwise i mean you're, you can't get off the field if you can't stop the run and pass you not going to play certain downs next uh, this one's kind of an interesting take but i still like sheldon rankins from the texans i still think he sells a little bit left and tank he's not like the peak he was like he was in new orleans um but I still feel like he still has a lot of decent football left in him. So I feel like he can be their leader on that D-line. Um, that's a young D-line mostly behind him Hugh and Hughes. So I feel like he needs to help with like Will Anderson coming up. So I feel like he's going to have the effect that's going to help them a lot become better than they have been in the past few years. Then lastly, on for fifth on my defensive tackle rankings, I have Foley Fatukasi. Um, for you know, I do all. 
I feel like when he got hurt, it really affected our D-line way more than we thought it would. Um, I don't think he'll live up to the contract we gave him, but I do feel like he has a huge effect on what we try to do. Him and Devon Hamilton, who Devon Hamilton is like my 5B. Um, they can be a duo, but and Devon picked up some slack near the end of the season, but I also feel like without Fati we couldn't stop the run at all with anybody. Um, he does give us very limited uh, pass rushing, so that also knocks him down. Um, so I feel like when I revisit this list next year, I think Devon's going to be above him, and he'll probably fall out if he's even still with the Jags up at the end of the year. Um, because with that contract and then with Josh Allen's contract coming up and all the other defenders we have coming, his might be cut. And since we restructured War Robson Harrison, I feel like that's going to keep War Robson with us for a few more years. So for now, Cassie's five, but we'll see how it goes. So that makes my list. We go Jeffrey Simmons, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Sheldon Rankins, and then Foley Fatukasi. Um, so next, we're going to go with the edge rushers. Um, again, like I said, I feel like Williamson is going to be good, but I can't rank rookies high. So first, we're going to go with um, Harold Randry from the Titans. I feel like he's probably the premier pass rusher. I mean, there's a few guys who might be more explosive, but again, consistency matters in this league. So I got to keep it with Harold Landry above it at one. Uh, again, hate the Titans. I don't like putting him. Titans players on top of this list, but you got to do what you got to do. I mean, because, again, we're trying to be as unbiased as possible. Um, next, I put Josh Allen. Again, um, I feel like a lot of his numbers are down from sack number-wise because he's getting doubled everything, but his pressure numbers are still up the top of the league. He's getting – he just has to learn to finish. Um, I feel like a lot of the – and then the guys behind him a lot on this list are a lot of young guys, so I don't feel like they're coming yet. They're not there yet. They're coming up, though. Um, but Josh Allen, I mean, we saw how he can take over games. It's just like the game was that two years ago against Buffalo, he took it over. Um, he has the capability of being that guy. It's just more consistency. You're going to hear me say that word a lot this episode. It's consistency, consistency, consistency. Um, he needs to become that guy. I mean, it's his contract year. His, he wants to say in Jacksonville, this is pretty much his year to show what he can do. Um, and hopefully with Trayvon Walker on the other side stepping up and providing some pass from the other side is going to help Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's going to help him, vice, so vice versa. And they're going to be a dynamic duo for pass rush because, again, and we know in Jacksonville, we, we need, we're going to need some pass rush. Um with losing Arden Key and Smoothie not being resigned yet, these guys got to step up. So hopefully Josh Allen's going to step up. I said, um, this may be a little biased, but having him as two on my list, um, we'll go see how this ends up. Third, we go Jonathan Grenard. Um, as a Gator fan, I really liked him coming out of college. I was hoping we were going to sign. In Jacksonville, we were going to um, draft him. We ended up not doing going a different route, but he's showing up again. He's been literally dinged up, so he needs to work on that slightly. But he's still – he's a good pass rusher. He plays the run decently, which is a huge factor for – again, you want to be – but you want to be both. You can't just be a pass rusher or 
with no run defense. Um, that's when you get places like Yannick Ngakwe, who still hasn't been resigned, even though he's getting nine sacks a game because he can't play in the field in the first two downs on uh, run, running downs. Um, so that's going to have a major effect. Uh, so he's my third, and then we go fourth. Um, I know it's going to be Will Anderson. I feel like he's going to be good, but I can't put him higher than anybody because, again, I don't rank rookie side. We don't know how they're going to end up. He could be – he could end up busting. He could be end up becoming injury prone. We don't know yet. So I was trying to keep my lo- the rookies lower. And then after year one, if they're if, – say if he explodes and gets 14 sacks as rookie, okay, he's going to jump to probably two. Um, it just matters of what he can accomplish. And then with the Texans, um, offenses feel like they're not going to be prepared as good as other teams because I don't feel like they have the offensive weapons to get ahead. So they're going to be trailing a lot. So other teams are going to be running the ball a lot. So Will Anderson's not going to get a lot of sacks, I feel like, at least this year. I feel like next year, when the te- if the Texans hopefully get to um, CJ Stroud some weapons, I feel like that's going to really have a drastic effect on Will Anderson. So I feel like wait for him for year two. Um, and then my last thing on my edge rushers, I have Kitty Payne from the Colts. Uh, I feel like he's always been a, a potential guy. I feel like he's getting better than he was. I feel like he was always a project. And then with his injuries and stuff, I feel like he was always going to be like a down the road D lineman, just like what we have with Trayvon Walker, um, who is, did not make this list. I need to see more of him from a pass rushing standpoint before I can put him in my top five. Um, I feel like he's really good at the run, but I mean, which is good for our division with the elite running backs that are in there. But for the rest of the league, when I'll throw in, I need to see him more consistently before I can move him to the next level. Um, but with Kitty Payne again, I feel like he's going to be good. I feel like he can, with two elite D tackles, I feel like he's going to have to step up because he's probably not going to be on single on just the left tackle or just the right tackle by himself. Um, with no help because the help's going to come in the inside. So this is probably his year to step up and show, hey, I was worth the pick y'all put into me, um, that I can be that guy. Because uh, if he becomes that guy, that's a nasty D line right there for the Colts. Um, but, again, just consistency and injuries, and which he was always literally waiting for the next year. So last, so next let's, we're going to go to linebackers. The linebacking core in the AFC South, I feel like, is actually kind of underrated. I feel like we have, there's a few elite guys, even though they may not be a lot of Pro Bowl numbers, but I feel like there are a few guys who should be Pro Bowlers or should have been Pro Bowlers and haven't gotten their number called yet. Or so first, we're still it's still it's getting closer, but I still put um, Shaq Leonard as the number one linebacker in the AFC South. He's with the, all the games he missed, you could see the effect it had on the Colts. Um, with him and Buckner, that's the two best players on your defense and two of your big guys in your front seven, which is really going to hurt. You've run something, run and something pass. Um, hopefully his back injuries straightened out and everything so he can be um, the elite player he was. Um, but it's still – but if that in- injury is still flaring up, he's going to fall down the list a little bit. Um, he's still number one, like I said, in, for me, but – there's not as big as a gap as they used to be. I think feel like some of these guys behind him are coming to take his spot. And then, so second, we're going to go with Foye Luokan. Um, 
I wasn't a fan of him when we signed him. Um, I didn't think he was that great, but he showed. I mean, he was just a tackling guy, but he showed he was the defensive leader or one of the leaders on our defense last year. He led the league in the tackles again. Still didn't get a Pro Bowl, which is I feel probably just because he didn't have the interception or the turnover numbers that some of the other guys have, and with the fact that the Pro Bowl is not as elite as it used to be. Let's just put it that way. Some of the people who are going don't really deserve to do like the fan vote and everything, which is a cool idea, but I do feel like some guys kind of get left behind because, the, oh, let's put the big names in. Oh, he never played. Oh, but I like this player. Let's everyone just vote for him in, and then he gets the votes and ends up going in when he when someone else probably deserves it more. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not really going to go into how I feel like they should fix that. I'm not sure if there is a way to fix it. Um, I do feel like the Pro Bowl games thing they did this year was a little better because the game has been bad for years. Um, but again, I feel like Aluakot should have gone this year, but due to the he's not as big a name, they put another thing in, so I get it. Um, next, we're going to go with Zaire Franklin. Um, I feel like he's stepped up a lot when Jack Leonard went down. Um, I feel like a lot of the other linebackers in our division are young guys who either haven't proved themselves yet or younger or veterans who are just now getting their positions to start. So that's why I'm having Zaire over some of these other guys. Um, I feel like if Shaq goes down again, I feel like he's going to step up and then the Colts are going to have a really interesting question about if Shaq learns too injury prone to continue starting. Um, so next we go with Denzel Perriman. I mean, I know Trevor's made him them look bad a few years. Um, when we've played other teams, but with him 